Blog Talk Radio. Go and pop off me and my click on. I'm like a young man. I'm here to get your beat off. Like I'm from Flair. Get a finger to the big ball. Man, a.k.a. police. Take him over your head like he saw. Kill these niggas, that's no problem. Kill these niggas, want no problem. That chopper body like horn swab. Can't see you shot him like this off. Throw it out to that shit loud. It ain't mine if that shit not. Ladies hate when I rip through. They in love with this shit. Like now. Say hello to my Python. I'm seeing punk with that mic up. She go to sleep with my bike bomb. Bring it. Bless that be her and feel it. Niggas keep turning his ass on my rappers like Kurt and man. And then, load it. I'm Session Chama from Crown Vic. Not talking a whip. I'm thinking Lawler. Because I'm royalty. But we talking cars. It's not a problem. Just bought two big bodies. Call them Kamala and Umaga. Right on. It's something to the black guy. My gang real, but I ain't living no vampire. Look at all that icy got on. Look at that icy title. Look at my pill, man, because I still feel like I'm flying Brian. Who hired that? Hello, everyone. This is uh, Shane with the Barbershop Window Podcast. Uh, coming at you uh, with the Battleground Review Show. The old review show of uh, the Battleground pay-per-view that just culminated on uh, the WWE Network. Uh, not too much to talk about. No big surprises or comebacks or anything like that. Just a Pretty straightforward show. Um, and I hear some chuckling on the back, and that must be my uh, co-host, JB. Chuckling JB in the background. Uh, uh, chuckling yeah. JB is what is what we usually call him, correct? <laughs> correct. I'm here. After uh, a big, uh, big uh, battleground show. Huge, huge. I mean, this was obviously not one of the big four, or what do we have, big five now, big four pay-per-views, but they really came out, um, uh, uh, you know, guns blazing, Just uh, w- which I thought was great. And, I mean, it's funny how, you know, uh, three minutes at the end of a really crappy pay-per-view can totally change your perspective about it. Um but I'm being a little harsh. I thought, yeah, I I thought it was a decent show. Um, and uh, uh, I guess we're gonna give you a nice uh, recap now. Um, and since we're going live right after the pay per view, maybe there's some listeners out there. We will take callers, so feel free to call in if you're not listening to us on the Blog Talk Radio platform. The guest call in is a six four six. Uh, seven one six four seven zero six. That's six four six seven one six four seven zero six. And if I can't hear you, I'm gonna say repeat, repeat, please, repeat. And then uh, abruptly and uh, loudly repeat the last sentence you just said, so so our listening audience can hear it. Uh. Regardless, JB, let's do a rundown of the show. But at first, let's uh, let's try to make this not our normal uh, two-hour uh, circus. But uh, l- let's give like a general reaction of the show, and then then let's go through a uh, a match by match. Um, uh, but JB, what was your general reactions to uh, the the 
WWD Battleground 2015? Uh, my general reaction was I thought that there was, uh, I thought there was really, you know, there's really only like three things to talk about, I think. Um, obviously, the end with Undertaker uh, was was a, a huge event that, uh, you know, people are going nuts Who on there right Who? now for uh, Who yeah, was uh, that? Uh, Mark Calloway, I believe he got in some circles. <laughs> okay. So uh, there was a there was a a run in at the end of the title match. Uh, it was crazy. And mm. uh, and you're yeah, saying so the, the interwebs are going nuts right now? You said. Oh, the Twitter is going wild with the uh, the. Is it really? Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I haven't. Yeah, I, more, I swear, I haven't looked. For, yeah, I was checking it out. Okay. Uh, I mean, I was live tweeting to the masses. Everyone's really, you know, getting a kick out of my, my hysterical jabs, you know, like good stuff, all the good stuff I put out there. And uh, the Undertaker uh, has, has That's a just Jim that. Carr. That's at yeah, just Jim, Jim Carr. Carr. Just killing it on Twitter, as usual. And uh, But, J.B., so, now yeah, you're in buried in the... Tweeting, I was also... In a, I yeah. was also... Uh, interrupted by Undertaker as well because I was having some good live tweeting going like you know count out the suplexes and stuff like it was really good stuff sure <laughs> yeah and uh but yeah now he's uh obviously gotten a gotten a big reaction now the thing was that I thought was interesting was we were talking about this on on Wednesday when we last uh broadcast about uh the Undertaker being rumored to come out or at least come for SummerSlam um, and we kind of uh, dismissed it at the time. I mean, not necessarily dismissed it, but we just uh, we leaned towards it not happening. Um, right. So, but I, I think it became more and more clear, like a day or two after, that it was definitely going to happen. Um, so, were you were you at all surprised by it? Or? Yeah, I was surprised by it. And JB, your your Twitter account is rather funny. Um, but now I, I'm sorry, it's buried in the muck of uh, you know Undertaker returns, OMG uh, tweets, uh, hashtag <laughs> battleground and everything. But um, uh, yeah, I was no well. I mean, obviously we sort of knew, like like we knew what was going to happen. Um, but uh, I'm not surprised you know I, I wasn't like super surprised like I, I was grinning a big deal when the, the lights went off and Undertaker came on but I wasn't shocked because I kind of knew it was coming um, but it was great I mean I love that obviously I love that scene you know I was describing it to a friend earlier today who's who's not a wrestling fan and he was saying well isn't the Undertaker's 50 and I said yeah he makes like two appearances a year but when he comes out, you know, you know shit's about to go down. So it's just a very exciting. So that should tell you when I was having conversations with non-wrestling fans earlier in the morning, it should tell you how much of a loser I am. But it should also tell you that I, I was sort of expecting it, um, you know, throughout throughout the course of the, the night. Um, but expecting it doesn't mean bad. You know, I I I, I liked it a lot. Um, and you were sort of expecting it too, right, Jim? Yeah, I mean, I think when we last time we talked, uh, we were we said we didn't expect it, but then like the next day, uh, there was a lot more like credible reports that said it was going to happen. So yeah, and then it made sense with everything that happened on Raw. So um, 
yeah, I mean, we were expecting it. But yeah. it, it's still with The Undertaker. It's just like, it's still, you know, my mouth is still open. You know, I'm like really excited. I'm marking out. I'm watching it. I'm very excited. So, um, yeah, it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter. And it completely like wiped out the rest of the show, to be honest. <laughs> There were some things pretty in the much. I me, thought uh, I had a sore yeah, taste yeah. in my mouth some parts of the show, uh, but right, uh, it, it completely like wiped that out for now. Anyway, did I thought he looked great? I mean, I thought he looked like obviously a little old, but still, you know, I thought he looked obviously tremendous. You know, considering how old he is and the wear and tear that his body's been through. But you know, I what do you think, Jim? Well, I would go back to, you remember, we talked about after WrestleMania. I think we were like two of the only people that I know that thought that his WrestleMania match was really good. I don't, I don't know if we were like doing yeah. that against expectations, but um, I, right. I, we, I thought it was really good. And um, I thought he looked great. And I thought, you know, for what they did, um, I thought it was kind of perfect the way they set it up and the way they did it. Like, there was really no reason to go into, like, a big explanation of why he's there and, you know, them to go through a huge, long match with Rollins and Lesnar. Like, yeah, Lesnar is going to squash Rollins. That's a good storyline to just yeah. play out and then not get the title. And then Undertaker comes out and does, you know, what he did really quickly. And I thought it I thought it worked perfectly. So um, I thought they, they did a good job there. Uh, the rest of the night, you know, not so much. But... <laughs> Kind of right. <laughs> the thing with WWE, did, did, though, did you, you know, we talked about this before also, WWE always does well, but big moments they usually pull off very well. Some of the other stuff, maybe not. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. 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 And I think those, those, because those, like, big moments, think of, like, the, the big, the ending of the show, the, you know, you know, the spectacle of it all. It, I mean, that's where you know, the, the sort of old school, like booking, like capitalizing on your, your best faces and putting them over. I think that's where Vince sort of excels, you know? Um, so it'd be weird if they, they, yeah. So, so it, yeah, they, 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 they nail those moments, which is great. Um, but I thought that, uh, did you think that the two tombstones was excessive or just called for, uh, I thought, well, I was wondering if he was going to... Uh, Fine, right? When he, the pose, when he did the pose, obviously he wasn't going to do anything else. But um, uh, I thought they were kind of going for like a Tombstone City chant there, maybe. <laughs> oh, really? It's, it's, but, it's pushing it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought the Tombstone Yeah, you kind of felt like, I don't know. I kind of felt like there was, you know, the people were wanting more, so... He came in and did another one. Yeah. thought that was fine. Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm really nitpicking. I I really don't have an agenda. I just sort of I remember thinking just like I thought it was great. I just remember thinking when he went back for a second one, I was thinking like, oh, what's going on here? You know. Right. Well, um, the only thing that was kind of in my mind is like, I think the the only thing about it that's weird is that Lesnar has basically become like the top baby face in the company at this point, and then. Undertaker is even a bigger baby face. So now I guess Lesnar's being back to heel. But the way they kind of set it up, it made me think like maybe they were going to try some heel route with the Undertaker, which would have totally failed, obviously. Because he did like a low blow, and then he came back in. and So I didn't know if that's 
maybe attempting something like that and just seeing the react is. It's like really Yeah, yeah. Funny. Right. Um, no, but um yeah, but my initial we okay, so well we you know, we addressed the elephant in the room for, for better or worse, the Undertaker, but let's do a little rundown of uh the card here. And I think we had a real crescendo, like the you know, the the further along the what's what's the right word? The, this pay per view sort of increased um in watchableness. Uh, my words are going to be pretty crappy tonight because it, it's late and you know, but uh, the, you know, the, in quality, like as we went down the the card, so as it got further into pay view, I think the quality increased. But uh, uh, just in general, I think that's an observation. But what was that first um, a uh, match on the card, JB? Should we talk about the pre-show? Did you watch the pre-show? I didn't really watch it. I mean, I know Barrett beat Truth show, but I, I, don't, I don't watch it. I mean, those are two guys just squandering in the lower mid-card with the least entertaining. Because, I mean, the King of the Ring, there's nothing to fight for. Like, what what are you fighting for? To, to unseat him as the King of the Ring? No. He's the winner of that particular tournament. I'm not saying the King of the Ring's a bad gimmick. Like, they used it so effectively in the past. You know, and it uh, even buried people. Like, uh, that time Savio Vega lost to uh, King Mabel in in the finals. Um, but they used it as a, uh, you know, a real platform in the beginning, but now it just doesn't mean anything. Like that, the you know, the match at the pre-show didn't mean anything. So we definitely don't have to talk about that unless, uh, you know, I'm always a fan of our truth um, But I'm talking about something I didn't watch today, which, uh, you know, not the best journalistic ethic of, of uh, the barbershop window podcast. So no, just well, I, I mean, right to the, the card. Is, it's, it's a, you yeah. know, for whatever reason, those two are supposed to be buried in the cards, and that's how they've been running that program for. They were, they were in the last free show too, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's fine. You didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, like, There's no reason to watch it. <laughs> yeah, no reason. The one thing I liked about those pre-shows before the pay-per-views, like, 3MB used to have its like spot there like it's comedy spot with um and you know i mean uh, you know hornswoggle was involved somehow like like they used to sort of like the the i thought for a while like the pre-show was going to be their sort of like their thing like they were just going to appear on all the pre-shows which i would have loved uh but obviously they didn't go down that route at all because that would have been semi-entertaining um with Drew Galloway and uh, Heath Slater, you know, two of the greatest workers ever. But uh, that's a podcast for another time. Let's try to burn through this. So the first match on the show was JB. What was the first match on the show? Was the um, was that the the tag team championship match? No, it was oh the first match no, was no. Sheamus versus versus Orton. Um, I guess a decent match. Again, not not much to say there. We've just seen these two wrestle so many times. I think, and JB, as we were texting, one of the things that you noticed, and maybe it's just because we're obsessed and we try to place these things in every in every aspect of our lives, but it's like one thing I know these guys were going like pretty stiff. Um a lot of hard shots, a lot of apron work, 
And I know it's, it's almost like they were trying to, they were watching some new Japan and were trying to sort of work that into the style of the match. Um, so, so I guess I give them effort for trying to do something different, but not much going on here. Uh, I thought the, I don't know. I mean, that's the way they book the money in the bank winner, right? They just, he has the money in the bank. So he just jobs to everyone. Um, well, the crowd really did pop for Orton, though. Like, like they were into them. But just a, such a nothing match with no consequences one way or another. Um, I don't even remember the feud leading up to this. Was it personal? I don't know. I guess it was personal. Whatever. Jamie, do you have anything to say about this? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I mean, that's his hometown crowd, right? So that's so that's like... Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about bit. that. Um, yeah. So I guess that that had something to do with why he was getting a good reaction. I don't know, better than usual. I, they're two both interesting guys because they're both like very protected by WWE. I feel. Um, yeah. But they're also very uninteresting for the most part. Like I don't feel like either of them's ever really connected with the crowd. I mean, probably Orton more than Sheamus, but um, like it's Orton's had his moments. Yeah, I mean, Orton's had his moments. Um, I don't know. It's like, I've always said this weird thing with Randy Orton. It's like, he's almost like too perfect in the ring to, I, I don't know. Everything about him he does is like very, very solid. And mm-hmm. There's nothing that connects. Like I never, yeah, theoretically, these are two top guys in WWE. And if they were uh, two top guys in New Japan, like I'd be very excited to see a match if there was no storyline or no nothing. Um, like like the G1 will have a lot of that, and uh, and in this match, like I just don't care at all. So you know, I, I can't even place why I don't care. I'm like, what mistakes WWE's make, WWE's making, and in, in the on the way for me not to care. But that's uh, that's basically my take on it. It was it was okay. The match was alright. It was kind of slow. I thought, but um, yeah, and the arc. But a nowhere spot wasn't really anything that special. <laughs> so, yeah, no, not much to say. Let's. I just think the one thing that was telling me Dave or in the win, and it's just that I've seen just seen it tons and times before, where they're just sort of jobbing out the guy with money in the bank because he has that like automatic protection. Um, that's what I'm sort of thinking. But anyway, so the next match was the uh, the tag team match, correct? Yeah, Primetime Flyers and the New Day. Okay, so this match, I thought um, uh, the, the the New Day, they cut that promo in the beginning. I guess it's sort of funny. It's just feeling like the same thing, you know, each time now. Um, Xavier Woods work on the ring. Yeah, okay, that's like... I don't know what else can you say. I'm not like the biggest fan about it, but whatever, it's fine. Um, uh, I mean, I you know, uh, primetime players walk away with it, and you know, an okay match. I like the Titus O'Neil when when he got in his spots there. I think he's sort of coming to his own as a worker. You know, he experienced some nice, uh, nice little renaissance here. Um, uh, but not much to say. I think the primetime players' title run has been like pretty uneventful. I don't think they should have taken it off the new day to begin with. Um, I don't have uh, JB. Do you have anything to say about this? Sorry, can't set you up much. But 
what can you do? Yeah. Uh, the tag team title division is just pretty weak right now in WWE. So um, I thought, you know, the, the only thing that's really suffered, I mean, this is kind of an old story at this point, but the New Day did have a pretty good amount of momentum going. I thought they were pretty over. And this feud has kind of kind of killed it for the most part. Um, so I guess that's fine. I, I think they really like Titus. Uh, I mean, I like Titus. I think he's very funny. Um, so maybe we could see some more of that, um, his personality. But him, him in the ring's not great. And, you know, the matches aren't that great. But they don't really have anything else they can do in the tag team division. I mean, that, you know, unless they want to do more with the Lucha Dragons or something like that. But, yeah, there's just not much there to deal with. So, um, I thought the New Day was pretty good, though, for a while, but for whatever reason, that's just not part of the program anymore. So, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that either, I guess. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> that's about it for that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, not much to say about that particular match. Um, I think when uh, the the one interesting tag team that I really liked was Cesaro, Tyson Kidd, but Tyson Kidd got the injury. Um, I think New Day the 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 gimmick just didn't evolve at all. It just sort of it it, it was, you know, it evolved from the original setting, which is they came in as face, you know, and then they made the heel turn. But other than that, there hasn't been that too much development, like since they became heels. Um, I don't know what you're looking for there, but a little more than what we've gotten. And I mean, the, 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 the feud with the primetime players, there hasn't been any like real animosity. They're just feuding over the title, which is fine, but you know, they, they haven't tried to raise the stakes in that feud. So, which is probably sort of an indication on why I don't care about it as, as much as I could, you know? Um, yeah. But anyway, what was that? You're not supposed to care about it. They're not, they're not yeah. sending it out for yeah. you to care about it. Like, yeah. Anyway, what was the match after that, JB? You had uh, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt after that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I think we sort of actually had, like, a little bit of differing opinions on this. Um, oh, for once. Yeah. Maybe for what, but I thought that this match just sucked. I thought the pacing was terrible. I thought it was all kicks and punches, with which was fine, but they weren't really, you know, no, it's not fine. But I mean, you can get away with that if there, there's kind of, you know, story and like an in-ring story and a real selling behind it, which there wasn't. Um, I thought they had like this awkward Bray Wyatt where he just had Roman in the head like this weird wrestle at the most like improper time at the beginning of at the, in the middle of the match. Like I almost thought it's like if you're like listening to a a, a dubstep or a techno song, like that time when the, the beat's supposed to drop, like it just totally shifts and goes to something different. Like I thought of. It, it was that sort of timing, just like terrible timing with the rest holds. Um, once again, they did a bunch of apron spots, as you pointed out, very, very new Japan. Um, I, I didn't like this match. Um, the, the thing at the end with, uh, uh, Roman Reigns getting attacked by, uh, Luke Harper in a hoodie. 
I don't know why they felt the need to, like, semi-disguise him at all when he came in. Like, like what was the point of that? Like, like, and then he's just, his disguise is he's wearing a jacket. Like, like, like that, those are the lengths he went to, to, to sort of disguise. It. Like, who is that? Like, who's that very recognizable 6'6 man with the beard? Like, ah. God, it was just like very confusing. Um, just that whole part, and I mean, it's sort of like, what are they teasing? Like, they didn't even. I thought actually, like the, I I I would have kept them together because what's a, you know, a cult leader without a cult with, you know, two people in his cult? So I would have always kept the Y family together. But I thought when they did break up, I thought they did a sort of cool thing in the sense that they didn't have like an, there was no animosity in the breakup. They just sort of went and parted parted ways. It was a little different, which I thought, okay, maybe this can work. Um, So, and then he just like shows up and break, yeah, it's fine, but there's no story to it. It's like, it's, you know, and it's, it's sort of like how real friends are in a way. Like real friends, they just sort of, I don't know, like, like maybe with males more than females, but I'll like lose touch with friends and then like, and then like, oh, hey, it's Shane again. You know, he, he's here. I guess we're hanging out again, you know, and it's like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of what happened, like during friendship. But I mean, that's not a story that should be told on TV. There's not a like. There's not an arc to it. it. There's not a like like there. That's not a that is no place in like a fictional universe where you can actually create a good story to it. So the story with the non-story is it like a non-story with Bray and Luke Harper. I don't know. Um. But yeah, JB, what what do you have to say about this match? Um. I think I, I liked the match a little more. I think, you know, yeah, I liked the match a little more than you did. I, I, I agree. The rest fell in the middle there. It's funny because I, I say, I think, like, this, this, this match is actually going pretty decent. I thought it was pretty physical and um, and, and whatever. Um, and, and, like, uh, you know, Wyatt's look I thought was really good. Um, but, yeah, the, that, that, as soon as I said that, like, right into, like, a three-minute rest hold and – it was just like really okay, um, but uh, the the whole storyline where it's going, um, Harper coming out. I mean, you completely nailed that whole thing. Like, why is he disguised? Like, that, that didn't make any sense. That's but whatever. Um, that's a very little thing, I guess. But the um, the I guess the most important thing is that the rumor is. Uh, this leading to uh, to a match with Sting in this angle. With what? With Sting being involved in this. Have you heard that? Oh, that's where it's supposed to go. I think you told me that actually. Yeah, that's that's what apparently is going to happen. I, I don't I don't know what the I mean the obvious thing right now would be Sting joins Reigns, I guess, but that's uh, I guess that's where they're going with this. Which I don't mind any Sting sort of. I I I like the pairings of like the Wyatts and Sting. Like I definitely don't mind that at all. So yeah, that's good. Um, 
but I guess we should sort of, you know, just focusing on what we were given in this, like, uh, you know, match minus the spoilers that, that we read on the dirt sheets. I really didn't think it had, like, too much to offer. Like, so, like, the why it's back with Luke Harper, like, I mean, exactly what I just said. Okay, were they ever really apart? Like, um, uh, uh, yeah, but if it is, and I guess this feud isn't over because Roman Reigns is going to have to get revenge. Dean Ambrose was absent from this entire pay-per-view, which was really sort of confusing. You know, and I thought this was obviously the natural place to him to come in and maybe try to get their comeuppance on Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. Just, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Like, I'll describe it just as fine. But, you know, the, I'm not watching a TV show for for fine. I'm watching a TV show for entertainment, you know, to to to, to feel like I'm getting something out of it. Yeah. Well, um, I thought the rest yeah. of the match was, was pretty decent. I mean, yeah, it was, um, you know, they had to run in. But I thought it was very physical. And, yeah. And the one comment I made to you is like it seemed like they were trying. Almost, it seemed like they were really trying hard to have that like stiffness of a, like a New Japan stiff match. Um, it, it was like almost you know like they're never they're probably never going to match that kind of type of match, but they were they were trying. Um, so I don't know, it was all right. And I the thing that really bothered me about bothers me about this match is that this match should be. In my mind, this was always the logical way to go with Reigns is have him have like a, a long feud with Wyatt, um, just as a way not to have him in the title picture anymore. And the way they've done it has kind of not been good. It's been too late for one thing, but then also like the build up to this match was not good either. So um, right, but like you know, if they, if they bring Sting with him, I mean that'll that'll definitely help along this whole you know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, moving right on. Uh, was this where we got the what, what was next? Um, was this where we got the um, women's the match? Miz? <laughs> no, the women's match. Okay, yeah. Uh, God, I, I have a, I'm probably gonna have a bunch to say about this, but um, in fact, JB, I'm don't mean to throw, but let me push it to you. I mean, what did what did you think about this match right right from the start? Um. So I was curious because they they had not uh, advertised or billed anything with the, the ladies for this card. Um, so earlier in the in the night, the Steph came out and said that one from each team that she had selected uh, herself. She had, she had selected three teams, if you remember on Raw, like a like a high school principal. And um, one of those yeah. those three teams were going to pick one person each to have a triple threat match uh, tonight with no, you know, build-up or no nothing, and they were going to tear the house down, which is going to be, uh, you know, that's a great way to kind of bill it um, and not put any ridiculous expectations on it. Um, so the they end up going with uh, Sasha and Charlotte and Brie Bella, the three people in the match. And um, when I think of the match, I mean, I like the fact that I thought Sasha like was like the lead role in the match, which I was pretty excited to see. Just as a huge Sasha Banks mark, um, but 
it definitely had, you know, it definitely wasn't on the level of any of the NXT matches, but at the same time, it was still way better than any WWE Divas match we've seen recently. So, um, mixed feelings about it. I mean, just happy that they're there and, and like, definitely happy that they're clearly uh, making an effort to, to push, you know, especially the, those top girls there from, from NXT. Um, and the announcers were, like, going out of their ways to, to push it. Uh, so I think that's good long-term. Uh, the match itself was okay. Um, I mean, the, yeah, the thing I thought of immediately when they, they said they're going to do one from each team is, like, who are they going to pick from that Bella team that's going to be at any bit decent in a match like it's you know, Nikki's hurt Nikki's like been getting better but she's hurt um and Alicia Sox is like she just isn't in the ring enough she's like constantly like botching things when she is um so I guess Brie was yeah, a lot she's a, I don't think she's that bad yeah yeah no I don't no, think she's, she's bad no, I think she's like very athletically gifted actually I think she's really good but she's she just doesn't have the practice. Like she's just not in the ring a lot. So uh, right. every time she is in the ring and does anything, it like seems to come off wrong. So, um, but anyway, that was basically my take on it. It was, it was, uh, I mean, I was happy to see it. They gave it a ton of time, which, uh, right. clearly, uh, you know, a big, it, it just clearly continues to be a big initiative. So I don't know. What do you think? Um, I the the takeaways that I had from this match is um, from number one they even did like some promos in the beginning with uh like all the girls. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, they should never let Becky Lynch talk ever. Like I mean I just don't understand why I mean she sounds like a man first of all and the accent is. It's not decipherable, like her words. I don't know. Did when it makes me wonder when they did the uh, the Finn Balor uh, promos on NXT. Did they have subtitles? <laughs> no, they, they did. Oh, I'm asking a very serious question. Did they? No, I, no, I knew you meant that seriously. Uh, they didn't. But you mean like the Becky parts, right, where Becky was talking? Yeah, I, I mean, I really don't understand him either sometimes. But, yeah, especially for Becky Lynch. No, but I, I don't know. She, she didn't, I remember her in those promos maybe because the way they filmed it or edited it or whatever, she didn't come off that unintelligible. Yeah, okay. So, so anyway, like, um, and so that's just one of my takeaways. I'm just sort of making random points here. Another random point is when they did the ah like the new name for uh Naomi Tamina and Sasha, which was bad B A D stands for beautiful and dangerous. Why didn't they just call that group fuck it? Like and just not give it a name at all and just like like how can you give up that much to call something bad? And the acronym being beautiful and dangerous. I mean, just no creativity, like completely unoriginal. But anyway, I hope it works. Um, she was pushing it on Twitter it, all week, Sasha was. 
oh, our, our social media insider, Jim Clark, says, was she really pushing it on, on she Twitter? She was pushing it. She, like, I didn't know what it was. Right. She was saying Team Bad a lot on her, like, hashtag Team Bad or whatever. And, uh, yeah, but I didn't know what it meant yeah. until JoJo explained it. But it's funny. She was in that uh, that interview with the, or whatever, the promo with the three of them, and she just outshines everyone. Is that all in my head? Because I like her so. But I mean, it's almost like she's the newcomer from NXT, and she was just the most impressive girl, uh, you know, doing promos and what we later see in the ring. I mean, she's just so. Um, is she just is a person? It just you can tell. Like she's just a person that works incredibly hard. And just has like an incredible love for this, this like her job and what she does. But she's just all effort. She works that character like the boss from like that's a character that we've seen a hundred times before. Just the overly cocky like arrogant heel heel is what it is, and she makes it look new. She like gives it her own you know, as as not original as that is, like a boss character, she makes it her own and really sells it. Um, so I'm just always, like, so impressed with her. The match, yeah, I thought it was great. At that point in the night, it was probably my most enjoyable match. Um, uh, maybe I could probably make an argument that was my most enjoyable match of the night. But I thought that, once again, like, and I, you know, I wish I didn't have to say this, but it's true. Like, I, you know, they fell back into the WWE triple threat booking where, you know, two people work and the other, then the other person is writhing in pain, you know, uh, on the side of the ring or on the apron because they got punched in the stomach or something. Um, And then, you know, Brie, I thought, totally messed up the chemistry of it all. I think she's terrible. Um, still, and the one time she did get a pop when she was living off the, you know, the hard work of her husband. Um, uh, I don't even remember the ending. Charlotte won, right? Is that it? Yeah, Charlotte won. Like, Sasser seemed like she right, was yeah. going to win, and then uh, Brie ran her into the post, and then um, and then Charlotte was there to put her in the figure eight. And then, and then that was that. Yeah, I actually thought it was a pretty good match. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I mean, I definitely. Just, you know, it's, just, it's not as good as, you know, what we're seeing, obviously, out of them. But, um, not even close. Not even remotely no. close. As good as what, yeah, yeah, what we could see out of them. Um, but it was, and you yeah, just no, got to think, good. why it was, didn't... It's kind of just interesting how they're, you know, <laughs> the way they have to book these things with all these people. Um, it's... It's interesting to see, like, how, you know, WWE does that and how they're thinking about things. Like, I thought it was very interesting that they decided to pick, like, the teams themselves decided to pick the new people, like Charlotte and Sasha. Uh, in the case of the Bella team, there is no new person. But so they just, that was going to be the representative of the new person, which never made any sense, really, and they never explained why they would have that logic. But also... Um, then the people that they picked, they came out to a different person's music. So I thought that was just ridiculous. But that's, yeah, that's yeah. WWE. Like, okay, well, WWE fans are going to recognize Naomi's music because it's Sasha Banks' music. So we'll come out to Naomi's music, I guess. 
Exactly. And who has better music than Sasha, you know? Sasha um, Banks has the best music oh, in the industry. I'm a huge mark. It's, I mean, I can't be any the more. The best music. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best music ever, maybe. Like, like written. Like, I'm talking, go back, like, <laughs> you know, to. Yeah, give me, give me, like, Queen, you know, Zeppelin, whatever you want to say. No, just the best music. And I love how Cole called her Sasha Gray, the porn star. Did he really? Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh my God! I missed that. Um, I noticed oh, that what's very it. funny about him recently is because he he called uh, the first time Charlotte did the the figure four. He called it the figure four, and then like I guess Vince got in his ear and said, "No, it's a figure eight. And then like this time, did around, you seriously like, just of... say, "Yeah"? Did you seriously <laughs> just say Vince got in Cole's ear and corrected <laughs> him about an NXT move? <laughs> Well, somebody got in his ear because somebody definitely corrected yeah. him. Or I think it was maybe JBL actually said it on the air. That's what it was. But whatever. But this uh, time around, and when he when she did it to finish the match, he like went out of his way to talk about it's called the figure eight. Um. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that match came and went. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with the. The divas and everything. Um, yeah, so uh, the next match after that was uh, Cena and Owens. And my, oh my, <laughs> the booking decisions were rather interesting in uh, this particular match. Um I just want to say that in the last podcast, um, when everybody was listening, I actually said that, and I was just bringing up a point. I wasn't for it or against it, but one of the things that I said was, you know, I it wouldn't be all that bad if Cena had to keep this title. Because, I mean, the U.S. Open Challenge is probably the, the best thing on Raw. Um. it's really suiting him well. He's bringing up prestige to the title, and it really doesn't feel like lame on him yet. It doesn't feel like, oh, this loser still has this title. We need a fresh change of pace. And I was just making a point. Like, I was just sort of making a point and, and, you know, playing devil's advocate. But I did not (laughs) want that to happen. And... (laughs) uh, and obviously, that is exactly what we we saw here, as a uh, Owens jobbed clean uh, to Cena in the middle of the ring. Um, I thought this match was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was maybe at a level below what we saw from them in the past, but what we saw from them in the past was great. So, kind of doesn't matter that it was a level below. And uh, maybe I'm just being too harsh, but or maybe it's at the same level. Doesn't really matter. I thought it was a good match. Um, I really like the idea of Owens doing Cena's moves. Um, and and we've seen that before, but I hope Owens does it with every feud he gets in, like you know, and it just would give him like the the more credibility as like he's the fighter. He's like the pro fighter that can adapt to any situation. He's a prize fighter, and he's gonna. And he's going to beat you and, and use your moves doing it. So so I hope he continues to do that. 
Um, but if we ever had an LOL Cena wins, maybe since like the Nexus program, like this is like the very much like LOL Cena wins like to the extreme. Um, Jamie, what do you think? I, I imagine you'll probably say something very similar to what I just said. Yeah, I was. Um... I uh, I was in more disbelief about this than I was the Undertaker coming back. I thought it was just so it's just so insane to me that they they decided to to go this way. Like it seemed like they had you know whoever uh, uh, has a professional job um, decided to book the Rollins Lesnar match. And then they maybe uh, hired uh, a couple of interns to figure out how to book this match because it was I, and right. it's like I'm in disbelief still thinking about it. And the Undertaker kind of washed the bad taste out of my mouth about it. But um, now that we review it, it was um, I don't know, like embarrassing. I, I would call it. I would call it emba- like WWE basically couldn't make me more excited to watch the G1 Climax after that match. Uh, Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, I like like kind of Cena personally and everything, but the whole Cena wins LOL thing, there's a reason why that exists, and there's a reason why in the whole match, and he's a face, gets booed every match, and it's because of shit like this. And... um, you know, I, I'm not saying, like, I don't think he personally decides to bury every single up-and-coming heel that comes along. I don't think it's him that personally does that. Like, it's definitely the company that does that. Um, but it's uh, it makes it just sickening. And I don't think there's any coincidence, by the way, that professional wrestling viewership has dropped off the most it ever has in the history of professional wrestling since John Cena's been the top star of the company. So I'm just going to put that out there. But uh, this was, I, I I thought we were kind of getting past that. I thought like in his little twilight of his career here, he was getting past that, but clearly we're not getting past that. And um, right. <laughs> it was just a Cena wins LOL. I mean, but, okay. we kind of, we kind of give his own a shot for like two months. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck him. yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, it really just puts me in the, like, I'm really at, like, one of these down times when I'm not, like, loving WWE. Like, I'm thinking, why am I watching this? Like, I'm not enjoying this, you know? And it's just even more of a kick in the ass, you know, when they don't put a deserving fresh face over when they very easily could have, when it would have made perfect storyline sense. So I, I don't know what they're trying to... Okay, and that being said, I said, like, in the beginning, that, you know, if Cena would win, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Cena and the WWE. But come on, now where does Owens go? That's what I'm worried about. Now he's just floundering around. Like, he doesn't have another program. And he's coming into this looking so weak, having just lost to Balor. Um, Didn't he lose a match at Raw? Or, you know, he should have won this match. I don't know what they're thinking. And, I mean, maybe they're thinking, but nobody does anything. He's, like, ducking out of matches on Raw, too. 
and then which is fine, but he has to win then if he's going to play right. that heel role. Yeah, exactly. I like don't, that supposedly yeah. he's oh he's a heel. Like okay, so he does that, but it's leading to something where he's got it all figured out. But then he just like, and then not only did he lose the match. Like, he does something, you don't see finishes like this in the WWE anymore, because you know you're going to get the you tapped out chant tomorrow. Nobody submits anymore in WWE. Yet he submitted. And I don't know when the last time John Cena submitted anyone was. Like, it's probably been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been confusing. <laughs> that was a confusing uh, a match, like, the just the way in general that they decided to end it. Like, everything was sort of weird about that. Um, so I hope they have something lined up for Owens, unless they they really killed him, like going into this. Um, and I'm gonna be surprised what Meltzer, like some of the other guys, like have to say about it, because I don't I don't know where this is going. Like I don't know what they see him doing next. Um, the only thing I yeah. can think that would have, that would I guess make sense, although it's gonna it's gonna be kind of softened because this was the this was the the night to do it. Was is for them to um, to just have another match at SummerSlam and then he wins the title at SummerSlam. But because what's going to happen is he's going to have to lose. They're going to do a fourth match. There's no. But he's going to have to do a fourth match. They were thinking is he has to lose to Balor before SummerSlam, and they put him on that card the night before SummerSlam, and they're thinking, well, we can't have him win the U.S. title and then lose to Balor at the NXT show the night before SummerSlam. So they're going to wait it out until SummerSlam. And then, yeah. But the problem is, like, after he gets submitted clean and loses now two matches in a row to see the clean, like, why would they even have a fourth match? <laughs> but that hasn't stopped before, so. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't count on the WWE to wash, rinse, repeat you know, just something that works. And, I mean, the Cena-Owens thing does definitely work. How many Owens did Cena have with Rusev? Matches did Cena have with Rusev? Three, right? Four. He had four. Or did he do four? They yeah, did maybe four. they're doing yeah. four matches with everyone. So that's it, probably. Just, you know, you're I mean, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Well, you know, when, like, uh, you know, for like the the playoffs in any other sports franchise, they always go with even numbers. You know, right, settle. Of yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just natural. Um. Anyway, so that was very confusing. <laughs> I mean, really. And like I said, like I don't like not to repeat myself in my test, but I don't mind Cena having this title because it's been a good run. And I even said like that I wouldn't be surprised if they continued that. Um, but yeah, I guess if they're going to do like that sort of, um, just makes sense, whatever. Uh, JB will have a caller, I believe. Let's bring him in. Uh, hey, you're talking on the Barbershop Window podcast. How's it going? Hello. How are you doing? Hey. Hey, what's going on? Um, how y'all doing tonight? Not too bad. Just uh, chatting about the Battleground podcast. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, but I uh, had to go to the baseball to a baseball game, my hometown baseball game. And but I did was able to catch the main event too. Oh, uh, okay. 
So what you think of that main what, event? Uh, I'm getting ready to talk about. Go for it. Okay. Well, we all knew Brock was going to manhandle Seth Rollins going into this match. I mean, 13 German suplexes. I would have expected Brock to go to break his own record, you know, with having 17 German suplexes because we all know what happened last year when he suplexed Cena 16 times. And I would have expected him to break his record tonight. And then we had Brock set up Rollins for the F5, and he's about to win, and all of a sudden, bang! Undertaker shows up. It's a very good reenactment. But, yeah, what do you think of the Taker show? It almost feels like I was there. Well, I was like, oh, my God, Undertaker's here. And, uh, and you know, Undertaker was trying to lift Brock up for a choke slam. Brock had a 180 trying to counter into an F5, and Undertaker just kicks him below the belt, choke slams him, tombstones him twice, as if to say, Brock, you destroyed my streak. And now I'm back for revenge. I'm going to destroy you. We got a regular JR here. Black gold! Black gold! The Undertaker has destroyed broken Brock Lesnar in half! <laughs> JR well, from the F bomb! Seriously. Thank God for uh. I also thought the Divas triple threat match was pretty great, too. And now we know that Charlotte's the number one contender. I could kind of see Charlotte versus Nikki at SummerSlam for the Divas title. Uh, Yeah, you took away that Charlotte's the number one contender. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I could see Charlotte versus versus Nikki, I guess, as Paige being like the mentor role. She's had experience as the NXT champion. She's had um, quite the run as when she was the champion. I wonder, I can imagine her going after the Divas title, too, and winning it. And also, also Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. To me, they, when they had Luke Harper come out and reveal himself, I was like, oh, no. They're teasing another Wyatt family reunion once again. And then they, they, we were going to have Bray Wyatt on his own, but then all of a sudden they wanted to bring back the Wyatt family tonight. I mean, come on. Let Bray into a singles role. Yeah, I didn't mind the aligning with the, with the, um, with Bray. I don't mind it so far, but we'll see. But, yeah, no, man, thank you for uh, calling. And, Give me that well, song well, one more well, time. Okay, all right, well, go on. Speaking of Bray Wyatt, I don't know if you've heard the rumors or not, but they've uh, but if they don't work this out with Bray, Luke, Ambrose, and Roman Reigns, they could have Bray Wyatt versus get this Sting at SummerSlam. Really? Yeah. Wait, who versus Sting? Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. well, I think I think from what I've heard that that's SummerSlam is Sting is definitely on SummerSlam. He's advertised for SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, it's a matter what, what he's going to do. I'm I'll talk to you all next. I'll talk to you all real soon. This is good old Jr. speaking. Bye bye. Yeah, Jr. 
All right. Dropping F-bombs. Take care, my man. Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, got a great check-in right there. Uh, thanks for calling. Um, that's the most energy that's been on this podcast in years. And yeah, yeah, very good. We, that was, that was great. Um, Jamie, we need some, uh, but where were we? We were just recapping, uh, that match. We're, we went you know, an hour. Let's try to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. But so the final match. Oh no! Wait, God. Okay, then we had that Miz promo. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that. Okay. Um. Yeah, it was awful. Um. And Big Show came and knocked him out. It was horrible. I I I mentioned them. I thought that they should have like given. Wouldn't you like to see Randy Orton with the IC title? Yeah, like, you why wouldn't that do work? like the credibility thing with, with the, the IC yeah. title? Use Orton to do it, and sort of ramp up Orton, like um, you know, in the same way that it did for for Cena, like so he's not floundering around in the mid card. I think that would be a great thing to do. Um, yeah. I think anyways, that's just my idea. With him, because it's tough to figure out what to do with him right now. There's not a lot out there for him. I think actually what's gonna I, no, that's a, that's actually funny because I think my my take on it is is that he's gonna feud with Rollins next, but um, for the title. The only problem with that is that there's really no credibility that he can win the title. Yeah, yeah. And JB, as I'm talking, not that I'm not devoting my full attention there, but there's actually on R squared circle there's a post-2015 Battleground match discussion, John Cena versus Kevin Owens, there's like an actual thread just so people can talk about um, the ending of that match with like 400 comments already. <laughs> just just how funny. funny. They were, I, I assume. I guess so. I mean, I'm not looking for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I... Anyway. Yeah, I guess... Uh, I guess that's not surprising. Um, it was, and I mean, one of the pretty, things that you my said... My reaction is a pretty obvious reaction. Like, I don't think it's like original. But, you know, it's right after the pay-per-view. But it's, it was uh, it was really, really bad. It's, I, I was commenting this on last week. I thought that they were already done with Owens, like, as of a couple of Ross ago. Like, they've been pretty much shitting on him for a little while now. One thing that you said that uh, one of like the top comments is just like I don't mind Cena winning, but fucking tap out, like tap out, like I guess people are gonna have a lot of criticism about that. Like, yeah, that sucked that match, the way it ended. I'm I'm just very curious to see the where where they go to to endings. You know, Ross is gonna be huge. Um, this this card even before like Undertaker, this was a pretty strong card for for something like Battleground. I remember last year's Battleground was like roundly considered the worst pay per view of the year. So uh, yeah, yeah, this was a, it was a, it was already a pretty strong card going in. So I mean yeah, 
Um, okay, and yeah. then the final match uh, with uh, we already hit upon it, but with Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Um, I thought uh, I'm tired. We need that guy, Jr. guy to call in again. Exhausted. Um, but I thought that that uh, I really liked the way the match was going uh, before The Undertaker eventually showed up. I thought that that, in fact, that that two minutes when they were actually wrestling was my favorite moment of the pay-per-view since. And I I just, Brock makes everything so believable. And Seth Rollins, they were like shooting on each other, I felt like. When he talked about Roman and Bray trying to have like that New Japan style shoot match. Nope, the Brock and Brock and Rollins showed you how to do it perfectly. Um, in the, the that scuffle at the end, I just thought it all looked great. And I love the... And I I don't know, I like the su- suplexes. I love that Brock was going for the convincing victory. And then Taker showed up. And Brock, God, he's such a goddamn professional. Like, you know, when Taker showed up, he looked scared. Like, it was the perfect reaction that they should have asked for. And then he, you know, obviously put over Taker huge. Um... You, you know, and sold to him. Uh, just, I mean, I know we already talked a lot about this match, but uh, uh, just thought it was great. I thought it, thought it was, you know, a really great match. This is why we watch professional wrestling. This is why I continue to watch the WWE in spite of how much I hate, you know, the day-to-day stuff. Um, I thought it was good. What do you think, uh, JB? No, I thought it was good. And um, I read... Uh, um. Meltzer's live comments about it and um, this is one of those where like I completely dis- and I saw some other comments you know on on, uh, on Square Circle or whatever like they were kind of the, 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 like the overwhelming criticism of the match was just like it's a main event match and it just went like nine minutes and it was just like a squash until the Undertaker came out I kind of yeah. feel like that kind of point completely misses the point of professional wrestling and like WWE and how they do things um, sometimes in these big moments because they're just like completely like missing the show, I feel. Like the the show was that Undertaker was going to come back and set up a Lesnar match. It wasn't like that Lesnar and Rollins were going to have some great match. So just get over that and, give it, and they gave you a good show. The show was good. And that match was good, and the way yeah. they set it up was perfect, and uh, right. and, and they, they gave you nothing of the best part about it. They gave you nothing of Rollins and Lesnar, so you can have a Rollins and Lesnar match later on. So, um, yeah. So I think that's that's uh, that's basically my take on it. I thought they 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 booked that perfectly. Is my take on it, and um, uh, something you can kind of like overthink it, but. Um, Undertaker coming back is all anyone can remember about that, and um, it was yeah that everything was was great about it. Really liked it. A lot of interesting things like where does this go next? Like how many, um, how many appearances are we going to see Brock Lesnar? I mean Undertaker made. Like is this setting up a Brock, Taker match at SummerSlam? Um. 
or are they doing this long build towards WrestleMania? I think the long build could actually work in ways because Brock, you know, he's limited on his performances and, and shows that he has with the company. And Taker's obviously limited by his own physical limitations and, you know, ability to be there. So I think they could actually do a long build towards WrestleMania. Is that crazy? I mean, that's months and months and months. Or are they going to do the match at SummerSlam? I think um, they're going to do the match at SummerSlam. Match is, I think there's a specific I mean, reason why, this, yeah. why there's a lot of things happening. And that's that the ratings are down. Right, right. That's yeah, I, I mean, a lot large, of happening. Yeah. This was a reaction to the ratings on Raw being down. Like that—that's what you think. I mean, if they were gonna have, yeah, yeah. if they had Taker at this at Battleground in St. Louis of all places, like the theme. This isn't like in Taker's backyard. Like I think Taker has residences in Texas and California. Like, like I mean, if they're gonna have Taker in like St. Louis, like why didn't they just have Sting there too? If they're gonna bring him back at SummerSlam. Right, right. I, um, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't I mean, know. I think it would have added even more. I think people would, people would have like lost their minds saying, "I gotta have the WWE Network. I can't miss this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think having Taker there, uh, at like one of these not top four, top five, or whatever the hell it is, like. I, I think that's great, you know? I think that that just gives, like, oh, like, presidents to, like, yeah, they should, um, you know, people should say, like, oh, I got to have this pay-per-view, you know? Yeah. I mean, they, that, yeah. they already get, like, I, I think they're really doing everything they can here. They 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 brought out Lesnar a lot earlier than I think a lot of people were expecting for this show, and all the Raws leading up to it now they're going to bring out Taker and Sting for the lead up to SummerSlam. Like they're really, they're really making an effort here. And, and because the ratings are like an all time low. So I think it's, yeah. Um, maybe they, they, maybe they thought they were going to have a huge SummerSlam show in Brooklyn the whole time. And, you know, but it's, I would imagine it seems like a reaction to the bad ratings. Um, okay. I mean, that was the, Battleground pay-per-view. Uh, it'll be a little shorter show today, and I think we're going to come back at you later this week. Guys, thanks for listening. Um, really appreciate it. Looking forward to SummerSlam weekend again. We'll, we'll be at a bunch of live events. We'll try to get stickers made or something. I don't know. But uh, we'll, 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 we'll say something more about that. Um, and, uh, Jamie, do you have anything to say about in mere hours, <laughs> mere minutes, the uh, G1 climax. Like one hour, isn't it? One or two hours. Really? I mean, I don't know. You have to school me on this. Is it, When does that start? Uh, you know what? I think it's I think it's at 2 a.m. I wasn't planning on watching it tonight, so I'm not, um, I'm not I don't know. I'm feeling sure. I might be I'm feeling I might be up. <laughs> Jay, we have some emails to write, uh, you know, I don't really care about my professional career uh, that much at all. Um, so why be at work on time? I, I think I might actually stay up a little bit and see uh, how much I could actually uh, uh, watch of this. But that we're really going to have to sort of figure out what we do for this G1 tournament. But the, the match that I'm really looking forward to 
tonight or this morning or whatever the hell you want to call it is a Tanahashi Ibushi, right, JB? Yeah. Well, the um, <laughs> for those that don't know, the um, the G1 Climax tournament starts tonight in the uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, get your subscription to New Japan World for like eight dollars a month, like I have. And it's uh, it's the best deal what, in are you professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the best deal in professional wrestling. I mean, I can be. They're gonna have, I think. I think it's. I think the entire tournament is like nineteen shows, like nineteen three-hour shows in the next month that uh, are gonna have uh, uh, a flurry of match of the year candidates, and um, and it starts tonight. Uh, well. You know, late early morning, whatever you'll call it. Um, but it works just like the WWE network. WWE network, you can watch it on demand. Like I'll be watching it at work tomorrow. And <laughs> there's uh, right. the big the big one tonight is uh, Tanahashi and um, Ibushi. So I've never seen the two of them wrestle, so I'm I'm really excited for that. And then um, Styles has a big match too tonight. So AJ Styles, the biggest draw in the world. Well, I guess against Bad Luck Fale, right? No, I don't think he's got Bad Luck Fale tonight. That's he's got, um, damn it. I'm looking. Uh, Makabe. I think he's got Makabe tonight. Oh, no, no, no. I think it's Oh, well. He's got Shibata. It's Style Shibata. Wow. Well, I'm simply staying up and watching. It's so good. Anybody out there that's listening that doesn't have it, just like, it's true, but buy it for eight bucks a month and just like casually go like watch some of these matches in the G1 tournament. And I'm just saying, you're going to be ruined because you're not going to be able to go back and watch the, the WWE or, or very little of it. Um and yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, JB, do you have anything else to add? No, that's good. I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fine. It's always a pleasure, everyone. Yes. And uh, uh, yes, sitting here with goosebumps, still from the uh, the Undertaker. Follow me at Shane Winter fourteen. Follow JB at just Jim Carr. See you, everyone. Bye.